And welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey. This is one week later. Fire and Dice. I am your host, Brad Hamilton, coming at you from Alaska and coming at me from Chicago. We got Tommy Johnson. Hello, everybody. Who are you playing, Tommy? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. We got we got to introduce. Okay. I am the bunny-eared goblin rogue. Named Exioc, coming from Chicago also. <laughs> We got oh, Jeffrey Leadham. Hey, it's your boy Jeffrey Leadham playing today. Marcus Smith, the Artificer. Ooh, spooky. Oh yeah. From uh, Washington State, we have Bird Bard Hirak. Wait, spooky. I play the Bird Bard Hirak. Bird Bard. I don't even have to say the name. Yeah, the murderer of monks. The. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My hands are still red. The I murderer know. of friends. Ooh. It's actually still raw. Actually still tragic. Raw. Yeah. We're working with a little bit of a delay today, guys. It's okay. It's fine. Technical difficulties. <laughs> it's true. Everything's out of whack. Sleep here. All right. We yes. uh, are going to jump right into that recap. Our bird bard and our goblin rogue escaped from the depths of the citadel where they fought and killed an evil mummy lord and or trapped away sorry didn't kill him but hopefully no one will ever find him again because they after a bit of exploration buried him in at least 50 feet of sand so hopefully that was enough to seal him away forever they ascended up a hidden tower that was previously filled with sand and made it all the way back to the surface and found their guide who led them back across the desert as they slept through the night Harsh words were exchanged. They were not happy to be in each other's presence, but they finally got back in the morning, gathered up some various things from the shops, and were catching some uh, strange looks from cloaked figures that were around town. No, 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 just Hirak was. Oh, correct, correct. Hirak was catching those looks because Exioc never joined the battle, and it was Ringo who ratted you guys out to whoever these people are. Hirak then turned into an... No, Exioc turned into the alley first. Hirak followed him, and the cloaked figures followed Hirak, cutting you guys off. Exioc tried to play it off cool, but whoever these guys are, they didn't want to have any suspicion (laughs) of dissenters or people getting in the way. As the conversation went on, you guys saw a metal platadilla walking through the fray, followed closely by a person who was supposedly his owner or controlling him. The people seemed to recognize this man. And everything was getting slowly diffused (laughs) until uh, the question was asked of who they worked for, at which point their defenses went up and scimitars were drawn. They have now launched into an attack against you. So first thing, we are rolling some initiative. I recently leveled up, so now my initiative is an additional plus one. Correct. Hirak got a seven. Seven for Hirak. Tommy? Exioc? Uh, 17. 17. And Marcus. These guys really wanted to fight us. They really did. Nine. You got it. And Toby is also on my initiative. You got it. <laughs> Toby. <laughs> so you guys see the alleyway is only five feet long, and it's about 20 feet. So five feet wide, 20 feet long. All of the houses are kind of sunk in and underground, so they only go up about seven feet tall. So... There's not like a ton to see over. They're not like super tall buildings. They got the jump on you because you guys are both pretty short. So I did roll a natural 20 for one of their initiatives. So you guys see the thug at the very end of the alleyway. 
Me, the one by me or the one by Marcus? The one by you is going to take out his scimitar and uh -oh. make two slashes. First one is going to be a 14 to hit. Miss. My armor class is 16. Second attack the is... second one before you roll is going to be a disadvantage. All right. Toby, Toby seeing this is going to attempt to... Spook him. Ooh, and you spook. can just so you can just impose spook, disadvantage spook, spook. with Toby, right? Yep. What? That's insane. He Jeez. has to be. Uh, he ran God. into the middle near them. Oh, okay. What I assumed, and so he has to be within five feet of the person being attacked. Let's so go. So I assume that he ran in towards them because that's what you described last time. He is right there. So instead of that dirty twenty that I rolled, that's a reaction. Is that a once around thing? Uh, that is a once around thing, and I do not have to tell him to do it. He just does it naturally. Ooh. Cool. Nice. Dude, I like this guy. So instead of that dirty 20, that's going to be a 10 to hit. And that is also a miss. So you see this guy come charging at you, and you duck out of the way of the first one. You see the second one's about to come down on you, and all of a sudden he kind of yelps out. I sidestep as it. There's a metal tail that's like thwacked on his foot. As he like misses out of surprise, basically. Exioc, that is now your turn. Nice. I so when I sidestep, I pull out my daggers and I stab from behind, but that's only a nine. Dang. Uh, that's a miss. Okay. So I yeah, I sidestep and I lunge at him. You see, one of the other thugs at the end is gonna rush forward and try to take out Hirak. That is going to be a twenty-two to hit you, sir. <laughs> Oh, Surprisingly, no. a miss. No, yeah. That's, uh, that's <laughs> unfortunate. That's super hit. It's going to be six points of damage to you, sir. Mm -hmm. Second attack is a 15 mm -hmm. to hit. It ties, so I'm assuming that hits. That does hit. Four points of damage that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just comes at you with the scimitar and gives you a big old slash slash. Marcus, it is you. It's my turn. Okay, so there's still one that you, hasn't Marcus. attacked yet. Is he near me or is he far from me? Where am I? He is near you. He's about five feet away from you. The other one was on his other side and out of your threatening range. And so this guy is within your threatening range. Got it. So I can't move past him. I'm going to step between him and my friends, though, and go, I really didn't want to have to do this, and take out my uh, battle or my war hammer. And I'm going yes. to... Uh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Um, and that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage on this guy. Oof. All right. Then with my bonus action, I am going to tell Toby, sick of Toby, <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the the one near him. All right. And so on Toby's turn, he will, because uh, he acts after me, his action, he will try to force rend... Uh, the one that Said attacked uh, Exioc. Can you describe a force rend? Force rend is described as like, uh, it's supposed to be like, cause since I can make him anything, I can make him any kind of thing. It's more of wherever he threatens from, a bunch of force energy emits from there and does damage. So oh. like if it was a dog, he could bite. If it's a something else, he could smack it. But like the, it's the same kind of damage done. Gotcha. So you can not only do a reaction with Toby, but you can also have him attack on your turn. Technically, he attacks on his turn, but his turn follows mine in initiative order. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and that is a 14 to hit. Does that hit? 
Uh, that is just going to barely miss. You see Toby emits this little pulse of force energy as he snaps at him, and he just cowers down a little bit, ducks out of the way, and looks back pretty angrily. Hirak, that is you. Okay, uh, I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration on Exioc. I'm going to tell him, Exioc, I'm sorry we brought these guys, but I know you're good at this stuff, so just stab him or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, take your point I of inspiration. I am inspired. Yes. All right, uh, Hirak, that is your bonus action. What would you like to do with your action? For my real action, are they wearing any metal? It looks like really thick leather. They have swords, though, or scimitars. Okay, I would like to use heat metal on one on the scimitars that's next to Marcus. That's the group of two, right? I'm going to use it on one of theirs. You all have one on top of you right now. I thought there's three guys total. There are. Everybody has one. Oh, one went to the middle. Yep. I see. Okay, yeah, I'm going to use it on the guy next to me. <laughs> Smart. Is that, a, is that a save for me? I think so. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've used this. It's been a while. Oh, 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 okay. So it just happens and choose a manufactured metal object such as armor or weapons. You can see within range. Any creature within physical contact of the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell until the spell ends. Bonus action, blah, blah, blah. More damage on more turns. And that takes effect on their turn, right? Uh, yes. Uh, that's a one and a five. So the metal starts to glow uh, super hot now that Marcus, you have joined the fray and he's going to turn and take two slashes at you. Sounds about right. All right. That is a six to hit and a 12 to hit. Both miss terribly. <laughs> mm -hmm. He seems to be really kind of caught off guard that you are indeed joining into this battle. Back up at the top, it's going to be the one uh, right next to Exioc, almost hit by this platypus. And or Platadillo can think today. It's fine. <laughs> and he swipes at you. That is going to be a 22 and a natural 20 against you, sir. Ayo. Uh, wait, is my dog next to that one at all? Uh, it is. Uh, your Platadillo? <laughs> my dog would impose disadvantage on one of those strikes. <laughs> yep, my pla sorry, Platadillo. I'm looking at a picture of a dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, well. You need to clarify that ahead of time, I believe, right? Or does it just happen automatically? The defender imposes disadvantage on an attack roll of a creature it can see within five feet of it, and it uses its reaction on its own. So it would have, it would have taken the first. It would have taken the first attack, probably. Yeah. So you still get your net. 20 it was still wanted. a twenty-two to hit for the first roll, and a natural twenty on the second. I rolled pretty darn high, so I sort of apologize. Yeah. Not really. That's going to be eight points on the first one. And then the natural 20 you see coming down straight at your head. You barely get out of the way and it cuts into your sternum. Oh, dealing 14 points of damage to you, sir. <gasps> oh, wow. Yep. Hell. Big numbers. That'll break a rib. Uh, it cuts down ah. into you pretty darn deep. Exioc, that is your turn. All right. I would like to use a my cunning action to step around the guy that I'm engaged with, I would like to disengage, essentially, reach into my little pocket, pull out some of that uh, tricolored powder uh, I had, and I'm going to cast color spray in a cone that will that should reach all of them. Ooh, what's the range on color spray? It is a 15-foot cone from where I am. All right, so you're going to be able to hit two of them, as well as Hirak. Perfect. Oh, I hit Hirak yep. too. Ooh. Oh well, this is okay. This is a, this is the experiment. Okay. All right, what's the? 
So I roll I roll 60, 10, and then that's how many hit points of creatures oh, it affects. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I think you're going to say damage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Uh, 29 hit, hit points of creatures. Okay. So you affect the creature in front of you and no one else is how that works. Okay. All right. Perfect. So he is blinded until the end of my next turn. Ooh, you got it. So blinded means that he has disadvantage on his attacks. I don't want to hurt myself, Kay. but I am less than 29 hit points. I know. It's a total of 29 hit points. So let's say that oh, there were okay, okay. like a bunch of six hit point goblins around. Yeah. Okay, would... okay. Then Ooh. I could hit yeah. all of them. So it just hits the one person. Nice. Awesome. He is blinded. That takes us down to uh, the second guy. He's going to reach down and take two more swings at you, Hirak. Doesn't he... He doesn't have his sword, though. Uh, oh, that's right. At the top of his turn, well, it's he really takes hot. damage, and then he has to drop it, or he takes Correct. Advantage. Thank you for reminding me. So how much damage was that? Uh, 2d8. All right. And then he can continue to hold it, but he'll keep taking da damage right. and have disadvantage. Right. So how much damage was that? 2d8. Do I roll it? You do I roll rolled that. a 6. I rolled uh five plus one do i roll on this turn or do no I keep that same this roll? is when that damage takes effect so that's 20 okay all right so you see he starts gripping onto it really tight and kind of gives it like ah does he make a strength save or something to try to hold on to it or is it just a choice for him i think it's his own it's his own decision whether he all wants right. to drop it or not i think it's con it doesn't say it just says all right. Oh, uh, yeah, well, he yeah. definitely fails that con save. So you yeah, see, imagine. he just drops it right away, and starts like rubbing his hand, trying to cool it off, and just like kind of blows up. Uh, and then you see he is now going to try and grapple you. <laughs> so he is going to lunge at you. I need, or so, and he misses that attack. Never mind. Ooh. So you just duck out of the way really quickly as he tries to lunge at you. You get, almost get behind him as well. <laughs> All right, uh, Marcus, that <laughs> is you. Nice. Add a boy, Hirak. Okay, this guy who just tried to take two swings at me, I'm going to swing back at him with my Warhammer again. Yes, sir. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Ooh, okay. All right, I see you. And that is 10 damage. Uh, and then I'm going to say, Toby, uh, I'm going to tell him to attack the not blind one. So the one that's blinded, I'm going to tell him to attack uh, the one that is attempted to grapple uh all right, so Toby's going to have to run a little bit, meaning he's going to take an attack of opportunity at disadvantage from the blinded one. Yep. And that is going to hit. He got a 15 or higher? Yep. Oh! Okay. Toby takes six points of damage. Uh-oh. Oh, snap! Uh, you see this guy is, okay. is swinging wildly at, a at whatever. Toby, no! You see a little bit of mechanical <laughs> sparks flying as Toby runs away. <laughs> a little bit of a limp in his step. Uh, well, he rolled a 19 to attack this guy. That will hit. And that is max damage of 10. Ooh, very nice. So. Oh, snap. Awesome. So man. does the platadillo bite? It's more of a, I feel like it's he more swipe. of like a, he does like a barrel roll and like flips and hits him with the tail. Oh, oh nice. Sweet. I love it's it. Like a, and that's force damage, right? Yes, it is force damage. Cool. Hirok, you see the guy attacking you suddenly get blindsided by this rolling platadillo. And it is your turn. <laughs> I don't know what this thing does, but I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use the magic dagger that I got in the in the thing. I was gonna use a identifier ritual on it to figure out what it does exactly, but I guess this is also how you figure out what it does. 
So I'm going to stab him <laughs> with this dagger that I have. Uh, you got it. So it's going to be... Oh, actually, before before I start my turn, I'm also going to use Bardic Inspiration on Marcus. Mm. Ooh, okay. You got it. How do you inspire Marcus? Um, I'm going to say, I like your dog. Um, thanks for protecting me. <laughs> Marcus, okay. somehow you feel inspired. I like how, I like how uh, Matt inspires people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just like a, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, ask a, I'll ask to pet him later. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stab him with the dad. I don't know. It doesn't have any attack bonus or anything. So it's going to be uh, your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity modifier plus one. Okay, what is my... Oh, I see that. Plus two. Okay, so uh, I'm going to roll d20. <laughs> That's a seven plus yep. two proficiency bonus. Uh-huh. Plus three decks plus one. It's 13. 13. So that's uh -oh. going to miss him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now we know it's a plus six to hit for you. All right. You swing this uh, jeweled dagger, and it like catches his eye for a second, but he manages to duck out of the way in time. All right, that takes us down to uh, the guy that's in squabbles with Marcus. He's looking pretty hurt, but he is still committed to this battle. Uh, you see, Sounds like, good. a moment of, like, fight or flight in his eyes, but, like, a weird resolve in his mind of, like, I'm going to finish this battle no matter what. And he is going to take two swings at you. That first one is a six to hit. Nope. And the second is a natural 20. I'm on fire, boys. Leo. I'm on fire. Dude. Marcus is gonna die. Oh, yeah, Marcus. Go for it, good oh, okay, sir. Good. Marcus, you are gonna take eleven slashing damage from that. Sounds with that right. resolve uh. hardening in his eyes, almost like a blanched over uh, kind of fury that you see, um, and that uh, that hurt. That definitely hurt. Yeah. Coming back. So you took two huge hits, right, no, Jeffrey? Just the one. one so far. Wait, who took the last huge hit? I took ten damage last round. Uh, I thought you did, Tommy. Oh, that was yes. me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Tommy. Do you do you remember what the damages were? I didn't know that I was the one being attacked. I thought you said. Uh, oh no! Yeah, you took like a lot. <laughs> I know I took a lot. It was fourteen and what? I think it was four. Yeah, it was. It, okay. was, all... it was four and fourteen. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the one who's hurt really bad. You are hurt pretty bad, and now yes. you are getting attacked again. Isn't that great? The guy. Right, he's at disadvantage. Thank you. He is at disadvantage, so this attack is because he's to... still got color oh, spray goodness. in his eyeballs. It was a natural twenty and a two, so that's a six to hit. So wow. that missed. Oh. Whew. And that's a eleven to hit you, so that's also gonna miss. Also a miss. You see like weird perforations in his eyes, almost like cataracts, as yes, he I is do. like <laughs> swinging wildly at you, and he misses you. Congratulations, Exioc, it is now your turn. I will laugh uh, maniacally. As he as he whiffs in, in his blindness, sidestepping and then lunging at him with uh, uh, my scimitar this time, my you own scimitar. Uh, that's gonna be an eighteen to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. And then that's seven damage. Ooh, you got it. All right. And I'm uh, piercing damage. I'm stabbing with the scimitar. Okay. I'm lunging instead of slashing. Uh, awesome. Yeah, you definitely get him. No sneak attack damage on this because you don't have a threatening person. Right? Correct. I okay. didn't add it in. All right. That is now the guy attacking Hirak. Uh, his first attack will be at disadvantage. You got it. 
Hirak, that is a 13 to hit you. Uh, that misses. All right, second attack is normal. That is a 15 to hit. That does hit. All right. Ooh, a solid four points of damage to you, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you still maintaining the heat metal spell? Yes. Okay, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That fails. I got a two. The metal slowly returns back no! to its normal state, and as a free action, he's going to pick up his avatar. And so that was from him taking a punch at you, by the way. The hit that you just took. Yeah, the four, yeah. Get punched, son. Moving now on to Marcus. It is your turn. Uh, this guy just hit me for a lot. I'm going to look down at him, and as my bonus action, you see uh, what looks like a tentacle whip come from my forearm. What? And what? I'm going to swing it at him. Whoa. Uh, as hard as I can. You guys see this spiked, strange shape, what almost like the? an octopus arm extend from his hand, almost like like a Sephiroth. Like he just sticks his hand out and the sword appears kind of thing. But it's, instead, it's a whip. And so yeah. go ahead and roll to attack. So that is a 24 so cool. That oh will hit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that is going to do... Uh, math real quick. Uh, 14 points of damage, five of which are psychic. Marcus, go ahead and tell me how you kill this person. Whoa, cool. Um, just so angry that he, like, you know, I've known this guy for a couple of days now, and he just wouldn't just leave this be, and he came down and hit me like he did. I had to put him in his place, so I take out this whip from my forearm that nobody has seen in this town before, and it wraps around his like from like like a seatbelt almost it like wraps around him from shoulder to waist all the way around and then as it hits it infects the poison and i pull it back and he just kind of ragdolls into a circle and falls prone wow in a oh. black uh heap of cloth he is now just on the ground slowly twitching body is now lifeless that will take us to here um, i'm gonna cast healing word on Exioc. All right, that's uh, 2d4, oh, right? Uh, or 1d4? Thank you. Yeah, 1d, 1d4. Not much, right. but it's... And it's plus okay. your charisma bonus as well, so... 2 plus 3, 5. All right. Sweet. That's your bonus action. Action That's time. helpful. Oh, that's a... That was, an, that was my action. That's a spell, not a... That's a, that's a bonus action. Ooh, juicy. Okay, yep. I'm... I'm gonna. Um, yeah, let's get it, Matt. Immediately regretting showing that magic dagger, because I just now realized that they're like we're asking like we oh, didn't take anything, you didn't take anything, you didn't take anything, right? And then I was like, no. And then I just now realized <laughs> that we did. So uh, I'm gonna stab him with my uh, rapier. Uh, you got it. Um, you switchly quickly switch out to your rapier, but after you've already shown that you have the dagger, so go ahead and roll to attack. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, that's not. It's a four, four plus four plus some <laughs> other garbage. Sword you fumble around with your weapons and like almost <laughs> drop it in the process of trying to swing it to your life. So we are back at the top of the round. Uh, it's going to be the one attacking uh, Exioc. He is still blind. Uh, how long does that last for? Is that a concentration thing for you? No, it it lasts until the end of my next oh, turn. So, so it is now worn it, off. Then he should have. Yes, so now you could see just fine. Would he? Would that have 
Should we have actually counted that as sneak attack since he was at disadvantage? Uh, it's only if you have advantage on the attack. Yep. Oh, it's only if I have advantage. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. So that is going to be a 16 to hit and a 14 to hit. Uh, 16 hits. Right. Uh, that's going to be uh, five points to you. He is still well, slashing, you, slashing back and forth. He's going to turn around and say, Hey, does you find anything on him yet? We got to get out of here. And you hear the other guy respond, yeah, he's got one of the daggers. And then as uh -oh. he like has turned around, he's like, Jimmy. And now it's going to be Exeoc's turn. Oh, boy, come on. So he turned around? Just to look over his shoulder briefly, yeah. Dang it. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to attack with my dagger. 13 plus 6, 19 to hit. Yes, sir. Uh, five damage. He is definitely still standing. But that was definitely, yeah, you landed a hit. Good job. Okay. Now it's going to be, uh, uh, yeah. Hirak, you see he's just bent down and picked up his scimitar. Uh, first attack is at disadvantage. All right. Uh, Toby is still there. And that is going to still be a 21 to hit Gosh. instead of a natural 20. I am on fire, oh, boys. Yeah, that is. <laughs> no. Okay, so that's only four points of damage to you for that one. Whew. Second attack is regular. But it was only seven to hit, so that one. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I am uh, pretty low on health right now. <laughs> you see, he like angry looks down at this metal platadilla that keeps bumping into him as he's just trying to focus on this. Um, <laughs> you see, he like almost reaches into you to try to reach for the dagger mm. as well. Now it is Marcus's turn. Okay, uh, from the dead one, I'm going to run, get within ten feet of uh, this guy who's been attacking. Uh, Hirak this whole time and I am going to uh, smack him with this with this tentacle whip, whip. oh yeah that hits that's a 26 to hit good sir oh my gosh <laughs> and that is carry me 13 points of damage total 5 of which are psychic you guys see this guy gets wrapped around the waist and you see his gut starting to spill out but he is still barely standing oh my god toby finish him <laughs> bonus action call out and toby mm -hmm. is gonna roll a 16 to hit yes sir oh, oh nice how does toby yeah. finish this guy? max damage uh toby again just like does like a little like he, he's he's moving around like how like a dog does when it's rubbing its butt on the ground but like every single time he gets close enough to an enemy he just like does a barrel roll and flips and like this just tail just extends and smacks him right in the face mm. and just knocks him backwards yeah and it hits something different too and his face and head hits the ground hard and he is no longer moving awesome so, Hirak, now that is you. You see this stranger standing um, over Toby you. would actually... Oh, sorry. Toby would use uh, his movement to go next to Exeoc, then. He uses his movement on his own. I don't control that, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, you got it. Uh, Hirak, you see this stranger with a whip extending from his forearm reach down and uh, tr offer to help you up. Back up at the top, it is now the last thug who sees that things are not really going in their favor and he is going to try and make a bolt for it. So he's going to run past you. Both Toby and you, Exeoc, get in. Provoke yeah. an attack of opportunity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. okay. 
Yeah, you guys both get attacks. Sorry, sorry. Uh, twelve to hit. Uh, that's gonna miss. Do you have bardic inspiration? Yeah, I want to use my inspiration. Ah, uh, all right. No. <laughs> Eight. No. Dang it. Well, I okay. So I I I reached out slashing with my knife, but he uh, was just too quick and was out of my reach. Hi everyone. This is Brad from the post editing booth. In this part, Tommy tried to use his bardic inspiration, which is different than regular inspiration. Bardic inspiration lets you add any number to a dice roll of an attack, a skill check, or a saving throw. The inspiration he used is the kind that you hand out to players for, in our case, doing the recap. And that lets you re-roll any attack, saving throw, or skill check. Sorry I didn't catch it right there. This has been an error on my part. Now back to your regularly scheduled fight scene. Okay, well, Toby got a uh, got a dirty twenty. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. But he only does four points of force damage as he barely hits him with the tail on the butt. All right, uh, he is still looking pretty healthy, and you see he is running out of the alleyway, and you see he gets uh, into the back streets, um, closer to the edge of town. So, Hirok, it is your turn. Okay, is he running past me or is he still at range? No, you He's would be able range. to attack him now. Yep. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to hit him with my with a crossbow bolt. All right. Oh, Go ahead please. And roll the hit. Oh, please, I really need to drop this guy. You said he's looking pretty healthy still. Yeah. He I is. don't want the passing hand to be on our butts. I don't I either. Especially do not. Oh my! I can't catch a break. No. I got a, I got a nat one. No. That is rough. Uh, I'm gonna roll a percentile dice really quick. Oh snap. Is he going to get hit me or Toby? Because we're in the line of fire. Neither. Uh, it just whizzes off into the <gasps> distance. <Whew. sighs> All right. You guys see him Holy disappear cow. around the corner. Exioc, you still have sight on him because you're on that edge of the alley, but the, the rest of you can't really see where he's going except that he turned off to the right. Okay. I w Can I... It is Exioc's turn. Uh, I would like to take my full 30 feet and then and as i'm doing so i would like to pull out my crossbow and get around the corner and take aim and shoot at him as he's running away okay 30 feet will get you within melee if that's what you want oh really yep okay uh actually yeah then let's say i i take after him as, as just as fast as he was going and i'll use my uh dagger instead you got it dang it <sighs> The net one. Oh no. Oh my god. You like you take <laughs> a flying leap at this guy and just totally eat it. Uh, I'm gonna say that you are prone for these purposes. Okay, um, yeah. No, I, I I agree. So I was bolting after him and I instead of just stabbing, I dove to and slash for his feet and just I was too short. I whiffed. Mm -hmm. And roll into the sand. Yep. Uh spit out a mouthful of sand too. <laughs> Marcus, that is you. I'm, I, I would like to spit out, and I would like to say, we can't have any witnesses. <laughs> um, how far is he from me? So uh, it's going to be about 40 feet uh, if you were to go and run around the corner. Yeah. It's, the You guys see a fear in uh, Marcus's eyes as he realizes that he is getting away, and uh, Marcus is going to... Uh, kind of slap his boots and you see like kind of like um, a little like 
light glow on them for a second, and he's going to cast Long Strider, so my speed increases by 10 feet. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then he is going to run to catch up, but I use my action to cast Long Strider. Um, but right. he's going to use his uh, bonus action to tell Toby, come on, Toby, we got to get him, <laughs> and uh, tell him to sick him, essentially. So Toby's What's Toby's about? movement speed? 40. Oh, wow. Oh, sick. Yeah, uh, so Toby can catch up. Toby could get ahead of him. Yeah, so it's now Toby's, uh, Toby's Toby turn. Is gonna, Toby is going to stand on the other side of him. Well, actually, I don't right. control his movement. He would just move to attack, actually. Um, Dang. So he's just next to me. If only uh, we could cut him off. Uh, but Toby, unfortunately, is uh, going to roll a 12 on that. Ooh, that's rough. Wow. But you guys, can't hit you guys guy. are still all now within melee of him. And he knows that he's going to have to still be making a run for it if he wants to get away anywhere or stand and fight. Uh, Hirak, that is your turn. <sighs> okay. Um, how far away am I? Uh, you're back in the alleyway, still uh, 40 to 45 feet. Um, so I can't catch up to him, but I he can hear me. So I'm going to cast... Yes, the shrieking voice or whatever. Oh dissonant whispers. Gosh. Yeah, dissonant. Yes. Dissonant whisper. Do you have to be in visual in order to catch that? Because you can just run around the corner and then you'll see him. Within range, you can. They can hear. Wait, wait. You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking them in terrible pain. They must make a wisdom saving throw, which he fails. On a failed save. Yes. He takes 3d6 psychic damage Oof. and must use its reaction immediately, if available, to move further away. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Dang it. Is that, is that... Well, that would, pro- would that provoke an attack of opportunity or no? If it's compelled movement, then no. Dang. Rip, so he gets a full extra 30? Dang it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Should I use... No, that doesn't make Since sense. Since I haven't cast it yet, should I use Vicious Mockery, which is just a... Or did I already cast it? Uh, I'll let you switch it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do Vicious Mockery, which is just a... Not a spell, it's a cantrip, but... Um, I forgot Insult him! Gosh. Insult him! Insult his mother. He's just wearing a cloak? Is that all he's... Yep, just a black cloak. That's all you can see. And it's whispered, so I'm going to say... Oh, no, 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 this one isn't. I'm going to say... Here we go. Don't hold back. Your mother's a hamster and your father's a gerbil. <laughs> oh my goodness. Super, super powerful. Coming from a bird, that means a lot. That's true. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll damage on that. Okay, it's only 1d4, which is... Oh, come on. Please don't give me a 1. A 3. Okay, it's 3 damage. I'll take that. Isn't it plus your charisma modifier, or is it just 3 damage? Ooh, it is. Okay. 6 total. Awesome. Uh, you guys see him stumble from that, definitely taken off guard, um, and questioning his parentage. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, He's going to use his action to disengage and run further down the street 30 feet. You guys see he's just trying to get away from you. He's just stumbling. And as he's running away, he doesn't provoke any attacks of opportunity from you because he uses action to disengage. But you hear him say, no, stop, stop. I have a job to do. Uh, I'm uh, I'm supposed to be protecting someone later. Get out. Get away from me. He's just mumbling incoherently to himself. Exeoc, that is you. 
Um, so what are the rules around being prone? Do I have to use my full action to get up? Uh, half of your movement speed. Oh, okay. Um, well, I will r get up, pull out my crossbow, take a run, and uh, set my feet and shoot at him. Go for it. Aiming for a uh, leg. Well, actually, I'm just going to aim in general. We'll see. You got it. 11? <laughs> uh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it whizzes past uh, his ear, and you look around to see if anyone else is will uh, there to help. Marcus apparently is. It is your turn. Yep. So I can. I have 40 movement right now, so I'm actually just going to catch up to him and say, Stop running! And I am going to try to... My Ta tackle him? I'm Can you tackle him or something? <laughs> um, I'm going to try. <laughs> Can you non-lethally kill somebody with a magic weapon? Not, not with your weapons. Not with my weapons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to try to grapple him. Yep. All right. I'm going to uh, get up to him and try to grapple him. I have to roll an attack first. Yep. Uh, is a sixteen? Yes, sir. Oh, oh, nice. And then, so I, and then he is now grappled, correct? Yes, and I'm gonna tell Toby to use his bonus action to give me the help option, or to give me the help thing for anything I I might need on this next turn. All right, Hirak, that is you. So he moved up and helped, is helping me hold him down. Um, <laughs> how far away are they from me? Did you turn around the corner? If so, then yes. they are 60 feet away from you. 60. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to go as far as I can towards them. That's 25 feet. So not all the way there, but just on my way. Sure. Um, and I'm... He's grappled right now, so... Yeah, I can't, I can't shoot my crossbow. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. With my aim, super trust that. I'm trying to think if there's any like illusions I can cast on him to make him, to calm him or something like that. You could also use your action just to move another 25 feet and get closer. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So I'm, so that's 50 total. You said out of 60. Yeah. So now you're only 10 feet away from the skirmish. You okay. run past Exioc in the process too. That is going to be his turn now. He is going to swing at you, Marcus, at disadvantage. Just struggling to hit you, even though he is grappled. Uh, that is going to be a seven to hit on the first one, and a sixteen to hit on the second. Both miss. Both miss. Wow. Snap. Seventeen misses. Yep. Oh. Uh, sixteen. Uh, six. Seventeen would also 16. miss, though. <laughs> My God. Who is this man? Your bull. That's a hearty. That's a hearty bowl of soup, right there. <laughs> this is what I call a balanced party. So what happens when you kill my monk? <laughs> that is going to be the end of his turn. You hear him say, "No, stop! I, I, I need to run. I, I, I can't, I can't be here. No, uh, Exioc, that is your turn. Okay, I would like to uh, use my cunning action to dash. So that should give me sixty movement speed. Yes, sir. Uh, so that should cover the forty-five. So I would like to run up. Uh, draw my knife, and as he's grappled on the ground, I would like to put my knife to his throat and say, <clears throat> All right, now if we play this right, nobody gets hurt, but we want info. 
I, I, I can't. I, I, I can't. Go ahead and roll to intimidate. Okay. Can my dog be giving him the help action since that's what he was supposed uh, to be doing? He's giving you the help action. Ooh, okay, so that's that's a 17 to intimidate. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I would like to press on the blade slightly to draw to draw about an inch gash of blood on his neck. Uh, all right, uh, I'll say he takes one point of damage from that just because he is held down. And I will say, I'll say, now talk. You say that. Um, and as you look around, you are starting to gather eyes from various people who are watching this go down. And you see uh, him struggle against Toby and Marcus, who are holding him down. And you see his eyes shift around, like, somewhat looking for a way out, but also, like, his brain is a little scrambled. And you see he just starts muttering incoherently. No, I, I, I can't. I, I, I can't. The boss is going to get... No, stop. Stop. I, I can't. I, 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 oh. And he's just uh, making nonsense at this point. So, uh, Marcus, that is your turn. I can't move with him, can I? No. Okay. Not with my knife to his throat. How many people are around us? Give me a perception check. Toby, give you a perception check? <laughs> well, that's a seven, then. At least one person, but there may be more people lurking around corners. <laughs> Um, but you see definitely one person that's got like a light pink pastel, like uh, head covering on and a really simple dress that's just holding a basket of fruit and just kind of staring at you like jaw open wide, very taken aback by what's going on here. I am going to, uh, is releasing a grapple an action or a bonus action? No, it's free. Okay. So I'm going to free action, release the grapple, stand up from being proned. And I'm going to attack him with my magic whip. Oh, snap. Ooh, all right. While he is Gosh. on the ground. Wow. So with advantage, right? Yeah. Okay. That is a 19 to hit. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. Magic that whip. Is magic whip. Total of 11 points of damage to Psychic. Marcus Smith, how do you want to do this? I look around for a second, knowing that I don't want to be here. And in my moment of haste, I stand up and just slam it down. And before knowing that it's going to do what it's doing, I'm already moving away back into the alley. And as I run, my whip retracts back into my arm. Hirak, you see this take place as Toby quickly follows suit. Uh, what do you want to do? I'm going to go back into the alley, too. I I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Out in the open. And Exiac, I assume you want to follow. Uh, as, well. as he's running away, I'm going to... As he started to run away, I'm going to be like, that was my kill! And uh, anger flashes in my uh, brown eyes, and I look around, and I'm going to say, um, well, that that ought to teach any of you not to mess with my sister. And I turn and run. <laughs> you make a dash for it, leaving this lifeless body in the middle of the street as more people start to come mm. through and look at it, and people are whispering to each other and quickly running off. And you guys duck into the alley as quickly as you can. You see, as you do, there is a small gathering at the edge of the alleyway, just kind of keeping their distance, but looking at you from afar. Not really a convenient place to go that's still out in the open here. You guys quickly gather into the alleyway, though. Combat is officially over. You guys are free to interact. I would like to confront Marcus. Okay. And I say, I had him dead to rights, you know. I uh, acknowledge and immediately start investigating the body, and so does Toby. Toby uses the search action. 
All right, which of the bodies? Uh, I'm matter. investigating one. Toby can investigate the other. Okay. I'm looking for any kind of mention of, you know, a boss man coming through here or, uh, you know, any kind of parchment with instructions for these specific guys. Sure. Go ahead and roll for investigate. Okay, so my investigation check is a 15. Toby's is an 11. All right. The guy that was on the far end of the alley that you first took out does have a piece of rolled up parchment in his inside coat. And you open it up and it reads, you are to be the official bodyguards of the passing hand for the boss tonight. And that's all it says. It's a little on the nose. And it is written in common. And on the other guy, you guys find his scimitar. And between the two, you find a total of five gold pieces and 24 silver pieces. I immediately hand off the money to them. And I go, this is no good to me without the information that I need. Fine by me. You guys owe me. I'll take the, the silver and Matt, you can have the gold. All right, got it. What, wait, All how right. much gold? How much I silver, Brad? 24 okay. silver. And it's a I 10 to 1 ratio for uh, the conversion rate. I walk up to them and I say, you guys owe me. I've uh, been keeping myself pretty low profile here for a while. Been waiting for this boss man of the passing hand to uh, to arrive for about a month now. All of that time, all of that pre- all that patience could be wasted now that this has happened. Well, I might be able to help with that. Yeah. Look, I take the note and I say, we got direct orders. And I, and I wink. We're to be bodyguards for the passing hand. I have a few tricks up my sleeve, but I don't know how well we can pass ourselves as the passing hand bodyguards. They're not exactly a uh, trusting bunch. Well, if we have direct orders, and I and I raise my eyebrows looking at him intently. Let's not talk here. And I uh, leave the alley knowing that there are still eyes watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I follow you soon. You duck out quickly. And like assume that I have some area in the scrap shop or like the scrap heap that like is kind of designated to me. Sure. Do you guys take anything else from the scene or just leave? Any Do kind they... of markers that they have, like any kind of, uh, you know, identifying badges or anything like that I would have taken. Sure. So the only thing. Can you describe their. Wait, Brad, can you describe their clothes? Is it like a. Or a uniform. Do they have a cloak or a coat or. Yeah. So it's uniform? a thick black cloak that covers them that really obscured their faces. And as you pull it off, you can see each of them has a very uh, thin face. They're all human. And they all have the exact same cut of goatee mustache, like the one that kind of encircles your mouth. What's that called? Goatee. (laughs) Well, it's got the mustache too, you know? Okay, yeah, Um, but just around your mouth. Got it. Right. And the one with the parchment, uh, there was uh, no insignia that he had, but... Um, at the bottom, it was stamped with a image of a hand that had five rings on each of the fingers. Oh, snap. Hmm. There is a little script at the bottom as well that is written in a language that you didn't understand. And it looks more like just markings than an actual language, Marcus. And so you just kind of ignore that part. Gosh dang it. I don't understand the language? Nope. Oh my gosh, it's so annoying to me. <laughs> huh. Well, we can 
we can work on this in a bit. We can't take the we can't stormtrooper it up and take their cloaks, right? They're is that all they're wearing? I don't want to leave. No, them they they body. have like regular street clothes underneath. It's the black cloaks that seem to be very uniform. You can definitely take the cloaks. Let's take the cloaks. But you're you did leave one body out in the middle. Yeah, that's main, fine. So you only have two cloaks. Yeah, we can take Marcus, two. you lead the way back into the main road and around the corner. There's a back entrance that leads down into the antique shop where you have your little workshop area. It's more like a closet than anything else. It's yeah. barely anything, but you have like put out a little space for Toby to go and curl up. And it's one of those things where like you were officially given an office, but it's really just the storage room. As Toby curls up, I'm going to cast Mending on him. Um, and he regains all of his hit points. Is that how that works? It is. Oh, snap. Interesting. If the mending spell is cast on it, it regains 2d6 hit points. Wow. Good to know. If it has died within the last hour, you can use your smith's tools as an action to revive it, provided you are within five feet of it and expend a spell slot of first level or higher. All right. Well, there you go. Defender returns with one life after. It looks like I just give him a really good pet is what it looks like. Though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like scratch his head really good. And you just see like kind of like these arcane jolts of energy, like spark through him. And he looks back to perfect shape. Awesome. Uh, yeah. You guys are in this little nook. If we're taking a break, can I do a song of rest? Sure. Rest. You guys can take a short rest here. Um, oh, sweet. So you have your hit, your hit okay. dice to regain. And also Matt, go ahead and roll your uh, song of rest. Okay, so it's 1d6, 3, and plus no, charisma? It's just a 3, Is I that think. right? Okay. Yeah. And just then three. how do hit dice work again? It's plus constitution or no? Yes. Okay, good deal. Per dice. I'm going to just roll one for now. I'm, I'm going to use some. I'm only rolling one. I have four health left, so I'm going to use... <laughs> uh, I'm back up to 22 with that one hit die. I'm to 32 right now. Dang. I uh did I see uh Hirak pull out the dagger uh earlier? I'm gonna say that you were a little preoccupied at the time. Okay. Well what's your passive perception? <laughs> it's eleven, but Toby's is fourteen and he was next to him when it happened. True. But Toby probably wouldn't be knowing what you're thinking in this instant, so You're right. Hmm. Um Alright, so are we now it we took the short rest in your shop, right? Yeah, my little broom closet. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead and describe uh, what you would have here in this little broom closet. It looks like a bunch of just crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, scraps of metal, a little bit of kind of like some weird looking materials. And then what looks like, looks kind of like, uh, you might recognize it as like kind of a spell book. But really it's more of a, more, it looks more like blueprints with a little bit of arcane knowledge. But you see, like, I have, like, a bunch of tool sets on the walls that all do very different things. And I have them very neatly organized. But all of, like, my materials are kind of just thrown about. It looks like I grab a ton of stuff, put it on a desk, try to figure something out to do with it. If it doesn't work, I throw it back in the heap. Ah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, like, my workspace is very clean, but the area around it is pretty not well organized. Okay we, okay. we should we should talk about our plan of action for you said the note said that the the uh, leader is coming through tonight, right? Or yep, later, later today. today. Yep. Okay. All right. Hmm. Now listen here, strange man. I got a couple questions. Don't we all? I I'm, I'm <laughs> sure we do, but me first. Hmm. 
What would you like to know? What do you want with the passing hand? Something of extreme value to me. Okay, go on. So are we talking about, like, one of those rings? No. Okay. I want to know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm just going to be curt with you, all right? Now, I don't know what we have in store. But what I do know is that my time here in Destune is over. I have no reason to be here anymore. I finished what I need to do. I can move on. But if this thing is of high value, it's got to be of high value to me or else the, my, I'll take my services elsewhere. Destune's getting too hot anyway. And Lloyd doesn't like that. Have you ever lost a friend? No. Hirak <laughs> <laughs> <Your echo> is squirming. <laughs> Exioc, give me a deception check. Wait, what? Unless you don't feel like you're lying. Granted, yeah, from his perspective. Fine. 19 was the rule. All right. Uh... I, yeah, my passive insight does not beat that. Okay. I mean, I guess... I, here's the thing. I guess Exiot could consider uh, the monk a friend, but it was, like, only the beginnings of one because, uh, you know, they've only been... They were only together until the... That was, like, over the course of a couple days, right? Yeah, it's, like, only the course of a couple days, and he was the one who almost got him drowned in the in the water anyway, so it's like... Well, I was thinking there was also maybe some... Oh, some it, some backstory? Yeah, but that's fine. Um, Moving I, on. I don't have any in my backstory Okay. that I wrote. We good. Moving on. Oh, okay, sorry. Moving okay. on. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, no. Then you wouldn't understand. Okay, well, try me. I studied at the university. Why... I, you can make me understand. Just use your words. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. You know, I I uh, I There's... run around with people in high circles. In fact, you know, I know Baron Von Terso. He's in the passing hand. Do, do I know that name at all? Uh, history check. Uh, that is a 21. Yeah. Uh, as you were uh, hanging out in the rest pit, the name uh, Terso came up every now and then. And you heard him mostly... Uh, passing from the gentleman that was at the bar named Borden. Now, Bo- now, Terso and I, we go way back. So I'm sure if this leader of the uh, passing hand came through, he'd want to talk to Lloyd. Although, <clears throat> I guess maybe some of these town folk might have some suspicions after what this bird boy caused us today. I think it was more of a t- team effort, but I, th- I think our best bet is just to... I, I think what you suggested earlier, I think we need to wear those cloaks. I think we have orders, like you said. And if we are to help, that's a, that. You know, I have no problem leaving either. I did what I came to do. So if you don't explain what's going on and what exactly you want, then good luck taking on Big Boss Man. I look at the small bird. Um... <laughs> And I go, your song of rest was appreciated. If you have made me waste my entire time here with this one evening of me saving your life, you won't make it out of the Aragat Desert. Oh, s- oh snap, bub boy. You're just going to let him talk to you like that? 
can he roll a dis? I would like him to roll a intimidation check on me. <laughs> I'd like to have uh, my uh, planet yellow help me. Nice. With that. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that is Perry. a fifteen. <laughs> A 15? 15. What, what is that contesting? Uh, I roll two? Or? That's a wisdom save on you. Okay. Oh, I really hope I pass. Of all the d- rolls I want to make. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, 16. Oh. Plus, uh, plus one. 17. Very, very nice. You stare this bird man down. Say, and like you and Toby have pulled this uh, shtick on a bunch of people. And usually it works. But for whatever reason, this bird man is looking you square in the eye. Okay. I understand you have heart, and I respect that. I haven't come here on my own fruition. I'm not accepted in a lot of places, and I haven't been for a long time. Join the club. The only place that I've been accepted is with the company of one person, and that person has been taken from me. I don't know where, and I don't know when. Or, no, I do know when. I don't know where, and I don't know how. All I know is I found this was the last thing that I placed uh, a metal pendant of the same symbol that we found on the passing hand guys that we took of the five fingers uh, or the the hand with five rings on each finger or five rings on one on each finger. Whatever. The passing hand symbol is what I placed down. And I go, so if anybody knows what happened to her, it's him. And I need that information and I need it as soon as possible. Oh, I'm good at getting it for information. I also would then like to leave Destune as quickly as possible. All right. I like this. I like the the inkling beginning of this plan. Now tell me, what's in it for me? How uh, how much do you know about magic? Well, I uh, during my travels, I was able to uh, scrounge up a little a little journal of a uh, of a wizard that I was able to find and. I've been I've been flipping through it, been able to teach myself some. I don't know. Feels more like it's feels like it's coming more from my uh, a science understanding as opposed to this whole mystical thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm in more control of it than really some other outside force working through me. Well, then uh, you and I would get along pretty well. But also, I noticed you have a. A little hard time hitting with that dagger or that sword of yours. If I were to join you, I, you know, can do some things to it. With that, my eyes perk up, like go real wide and go, oh, oh, really? Oh, you think you could do something like that? Okay. You know, you know what? I am in desperate need of something like that. I've been having to deal with these, these sorry excuses for butter knives for years. (laughs) <laughs> I go that's why uh, and then I pull out um, both like my both my hammer and my shield are just glowing and uh, I put both of them down and I'm just like these are uh, a gift that I have not quite perfected yet but something I have uh, learned over the past year or so and this person who is now missing is the one who's helped me a lot to grow in my knowledge for my jaw drops open i'm like oh by the breath of uzai oh i've also learned to be careful with such items 
and then as my bonus action, I let the uh, tendril come out. I go, some things you can never get back. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you guys look at the forearm, you want to describe how it's attached and everything? So it is attached where all of a sudden like, it looks like it uh, protrudes from my skin, but when it comes all the way out, it wraps itself around my arm, and there are spikes digging into my arm. What the? And as a bonus action, I can retract it, and it goes into my arm and is invisible to the eye. What? Wait, so it's like an arm on your arm? Is it human? Uh, no, it looks uh, a lot more like a like a tendril or a, um, not quite like an octopus tentacle, but think of that kind of. Is it is it the same idea as like uh, the Assassin's Creed thing, but like way bigger and kind of. more octopusy? Octopusy and okay, spiky. okay, okay. All right, okay. all right, mystical uh, tentacle. You know, you're kind of starting to kind of freak me out. So before you do, let's talk plan. So, he's coming tonight, and I must say that me, Lloyd, is quite a master of espionage, and I could be, I could uh, whip up a little spell that could completely disguise me as one of them uh, to the naked eye for about an hour. I also have something like that in here, and I rummage through my <laughs> my pack, and I, I pull out something that looks like, uh, like a... Like a, it looks like a box that you would like push open, and then all of a sudden something would happen. And I go, yeah, I got, I have something like that too. I do too. Look, we all have the same little fun little toy. Um, here's the thing: <laughs> I also can make myself invisible. It's a spell I've been working on. I haven't used it yet, but um, so that also exists, which is also a very good disguise spell. Bird boy, you've been holding air. out on me. See, I know. Also, I just. <laughs> I, I'm not great with words, some would say. But uh, here's the thing. You're a human, and I am have a beak. So <laughs> as goes for passing as the passing hand, I don't know who of you, you know, me or you would pass better. You it's know such what? a conundrum. So weird. I think you should be invisible. That is perfectly advantageous what what if our plan is what if we don't lie what if we say what happened but we know that he needs protection and if we're the guys who beat up his protection then aren't we the guys that he wants to protect him? oh snap we got a wise guy in here i love it <laughs> you know i think it's so crazy that it just might work this passing hand he's got to be reasonable he's got to look for muscle right I the things I heard, uh, it's not all sunshine and rainbows over there. Okay, so do you think that if if we were to go with the truth, that then he would that then he would respect our strength and let us in, or is he more of a loyalty over anything else kind of guy? I think he's kind of uh, a mix. I think he's a loyalty, but also I think if we come to him with the truth. He'd respect it, but if we come to him with a lie and he sees through it, we won't be making it out of this town. <sighs> hmm. Well, how much time do we got to do, till we need to go into action? Uh, it's about midday right now, so 
you would have uh, probably four hours to prepare until he's uh, supposedly getting into town. The sun goes down around 4.30 here, so. This is really quite the conundrum. I think I think it's best to go dis- in disguised. What happens if he needs muscle for longer than an hour? Well, then I'll shrink back down to four foot, but I'll still look like it. I'll still look like one, just a little shorter. Yeah, and disguised self only lets you grow or appear a foot taller than you actually are. Yeah, I know. I would be five foot as opposed to four. But hey, some people are five feet tall. It's true. Not me, though, right? <laughs> oh, For our viewers, okay. I'm pretty short as a person. But not short in our hearts. Aw. Uh, so what do you guys want to do for these next four hours? I think, well, I'm good to just uh, sit here and rest. Or and uh, maybe explore your wares a little bit. I'm uh, interested to show you what. Uh, what are you? Uh, what would you like to know? You got anything? Uh, got anything cool? Anything with uh, historical re- uh, relevance? Most of my stuff that I create is uh, of the newer spectrum. Ah, fooey. You guys hear a knock behind you on the door. I draw my knife. Uh, it opens to reveal a, a crinkly old face with an eye patch, and he says, Marcus, what it? Oh. I put the knife oh. away. Uh, I didn't know you had... Wait, aren't you the the buddy that was coming in here earlier asking for some stuff? We usually uh, don't allow customers here in the back of the shop, Marcus. <clears throat> they were helping me assemble new good stuff for you. <laughs> yes, we were. I've been meaning to talk to you. <laughs> Either you stop bringing me some actual stuff of value, or we're going to have to close up shop and I'm going to have to find someone else. You understand me? You know, I was just telling Marcus we got to get more stuff of actual value. I will be back. I uh, I grab whatever kind of assemblance of outerwear I, I have. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I'm essentially like trying to say that I'm grabbing my coat and getting ready to head out the door and going, I'll be back with something of value. You better. Uh, earlier, Brad, how far would you say that weird, strange marble that I found be from the town? Uh, it's about a day's ride um, out of town. Oh, never mind. <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I am going to... Have I found any place nearby that, like, uh, you know, looks like an interesting digging ground for me to try to investigate and find some stuff? Uh, not at all. You sold that piece of marble to the passing hand, and you haven't heard anything about it in a month um, other than a little bit of activity uh, of people going out there to check on the site. Never mind. I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I sold that marble. (laughs) I'm going to ritual cast detect magic. Uh, You got it. You you spend about 10 minutes uh, casting the spell. And then I'm going to take a stroll around town trying to find things that might be magic. <laughs> but you want to tell me what I see, Brad? Uh, what's the range on that? 30 feet. Okay. I walk 31 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> As you stroll through town, most things here are not magical. Having a magic item is a pretty prestigious thing, and it's not just around every corner like the fact that you have so many magical things on you is like a real enigma in this town as you're walking by the fruit stands you're seeing if you can pick up on anything it doesn't look like anything's happening uh you go walk by the rest pit and 
no unsavory figures that you can see. You walk over to the further outskirts of town and there's a beggar just kind of sitting on the side of the road, trying to keep in the shade underneath one of the palm trees that has grown up here. And you get a ping off of him. And you see he holds up a cup to you and says, Little bit of change, sir. Our, uh, so I'm, a, I'm alone at this point. Gawain and Bird Boy are not with me. <laughs> uh, unless they wanted to. No. Yeah, they don't have to be. Okay. Um, no. I, I pop a gold piece over to him. Kindly appreciated. You're not, are you from around here? Well, we're all from somewhere, aren't we? <laughs> That's very true. I'd like to take some time to get to know you, you know? We don't do enough to help you help people out these days. What's your name, good sir? Name's Ronald. Ronald. Uh, am I getting any sense as to where this magic item is? It's somewhere around his waist area. Ronald. You know, I'm a collector of sorts. Stories. Of tales. Wonders. <laughs> languages. Knowledge. Magic items off of strangers. <laughs> In exchange for that gold do you have any ins- anything interesting to tell me today? <clears throat> well, I suppose I can tell you that you should probably not be around here tonight if you know it's good for you. Why would that be? Unsavory stuff happening around the town that wouldn't want a kind fellow like you to get caught in the crossfires for. I just say, ah, the passing hand? Hey, shut uh, He like pulls you down really close. And he says, don't let your voice be heard. I'm looking at the. I'm looking for them too. Well, if you know it's good for you, you'll stay away. But I'm told through what I hear that it's possible they might be hanging out around the respite tonight. It's very valuable information. Yeah, it doesn't come free. Kindness is uh, inexhaustible these days. This is very true. Well, you best be on your way then, friend. Sounds about right. By the way, what you got hidden in your undergarments? <laughs> <laughs> now that is not appropriate he doesn't even like give a surprise reaction to you all you see is like a coy little smile and uh he says well wouldn't you like to know (laughs) i was like i would (laughs) (laughs) and uh i i give him uh, a nice wave and i uh Head back to my new two friends who I don't know where they are at at the moment. Uh, you get back there and you see Hirak messing around with Toby, kind of like poking at him a little bit and moving his head around. We'll say for podcast sake that the next several hours passes um, without incident. You guys just kind of gearing up. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Like, before we do. Yeah. Before we do, can I go off and do my own ritual cast? I want to do identify as a ritual on this dagger that I have, but I. But you don't, don't want me wanna... to see. Yeah, can I just like go to the bathroom for ten minutes or something? <laughs> I'm just chilling, sure. reading my old journal, my old leather-bound journal during the whole time. You cast it on the dagger, right? Yep. So this is the Archaeus dagger. This uh, has a plus one to attack, and you notice that there is a jewel in the hilt that radiates a bit of a magic energy, and that seems to be what's powering this thing. When you stab someone, it deals uh, 1d6 psychic damage on top of the normal damage that it does. Oh, snap. 
So it's uh, 1d4 mm. for the dagger plus a 1d6, um, and it's a plus one to hit. Oh, I want that. As you're kind of figuring it out, the you, you know that the Archaeus d- dagger, through the use of the spell, is used not only to physically hurt, but also mentally hurt the victims. Can I also do a history check on top of it to see if I know anything about Archaeus? His existence or any history about it? or You can try. Stuff like that? Let's see okay. how much history you know, friendo. <laughs> about magic daggers, yeah. Farm farm boy yes. bird. Alright, let's see. Uh that's a nine plus nine plus one ten. Yeah, you there's no way that you would know anything about this. But you through the use of the I spell figured. got the name and what it does. Nice. Well there okay. you go. Well, that's, now I know. Yeah, it's something. Uh anything else you want to cast to identify on or is that it? Actually, yes. Can I when I'm petting what's the the name toby can i toby? cast identify in toby I sure think. so you understand this is I a kind of already know by ta- talking yeah so this is called a steel defender he is made of metal and arcane energy put together and has a technically mind of its own but also obeys the commands of its maker and it really acts more like a golem than anything else that is just a robot to a certain extent so magic robot nice cool got some clarification there mm-hmm. yeah the, i really the listeners like, will like it so what's the plan for tonight yeah so we all come back together at, let's say we're about 20 minutes out or something sure yeah. mm-hmm. um so, yeah. okay so as you walk back in jeffrey i would like to ask well you get any more information about the passing hand tonight i hear they're going to be hanging around the respite tonight but uh, I was warned by a strange man with something magic in his underwear that uh, oh. that yep uh, that uh, that we uh, we should stay away if we know what's good for us. Okay, now, I've been told that for a lot of things in my life. What does he know? Exactly. Okay, so have you? We've had some more time to think about the plan. Do you want to be go in? Truthful or go in in disguise? I want to case the rest pit. I mean, I know it pretty well after being here for over a month now. It's where I get my fermented cactus juice from, but I want to try to find a place where we can inconspicuously sit around, possibly in disguise, and uh, just wait and watch and feel it out for a second. You know, I've, I've feel like our gut will tell us what's right to do at the moment. That sounds like a plan to me. I'll be right back. So I, I leave, like, around the corner or out of the closet to, like, a latrine of sorts. Um, and when I come back, I have a goatee. And I and it is, it is a blonde goatee, and my skin is very pale. And I am wearing a hat that covers all my hair and my ears. So I very I look very much uh more like human like a child. Um, I basically I just use my disguise kit to get to give me a, a more shaved look. Sure. So you uh are kind of like a halfling, more human, then, right? Yeah. So I look I look more halfling esque at the at this point. Um, and I grab the cloak and put it on, and it just like drapes like hangs on the floor. And I sure. say, <laughs> "Well, what do you think?" Wait, Exioc, where'd you go? I thought. Hey, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I give a laugh. <laughs> well, I think uh, 
I don't think anybody will be recognizing me as Lloyd, so we should be fine. Brad, how does disguise work for non- I push uh, the button uh, on the- uh, on the- uh, on the- on my little box that I have, uh, that I made, and a little, like, spectral energy flows onto me, and uh, I- all of a sudden I look like the woman I saw earlier holding the basket of fruit while I murdered oh. a man. Mm. I said, and I go, what? The, the spinning Holy. image. Holy. Yep. I was like, we have an hour. Let's go. Except for, someone's like, we have an hour. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you have to talk a character, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, let's do it. Brad, how does how does disguise kits work for, I don't have a human face? I thought you were going invisible. Yeah, I thought you were going invisible. Okay, and with that. I could, but when- also. If we're just going to sit there. Yeah, it would be you get 10 minutes to apply whatever kind of disguise you would want that uh, somewhat alters the features of your face. But having a beak is kind of hard to get around. Yeah, I'm Make not going to worry about it. Here, I'm not too worried about it because here's the thing. The only people that know is I guess the, the orc guy knows who we are. Everybody. Who I am. Yeah. Okay. Before we leave, I'm going to ask Marcus. Marcus, is there any any places to hide inside or any like corners I can tuck into or um would I know anything like that? Uh, like an It's a big open room for the main room where you guys are planning on chilling. You can put on a cloak and kind of not be seen if you prefer to. There's a lot of people in there that prefer not to have their faces shown. So Okay, okay and- I'm going to I'm going to put on the other cloak. Just uh, you you face towards okay. me. And with Come that on. And with that, I um, am also going to cast Disguise Self and make myself uh, five foot tall or a foot taller. <laughs> so I okay. grow and more fill out the robe a little bit. And I say, all right, let's Well, get you can also on. just cut the robe if you need to. Oh, true. I think I'll do that. I'll cut okay. the robe. You guys head over to the rest pit. You duck in there. Borden kind of catches your eye and makes a mental note but doesn't say anything. About who? Wait, who does he make a note of as the three of you enter you know oh okay true can we sit in a corner (laughs) can we sit in a corner booth yeah you guys gather over into the corner around the table and just wait and see as people come in i would like a view of the door sure you got a great view of it general people that you have seen here in the past come in but they all seem to be preoccupied with each other everyone takes their order of the cactus juice and they Start sitting there and uh, throwing them back and uh, talk and chatters going on. Uh, but also you catch like hushed whispers every now and then of people talking to each other and almost nervous glances. Just like words getting around town that something's going down tonight, but nobody quite knows what. And so okay. as you guys are sitting here, uh, about half an hour or so passes okay. before anything really happens. And you see coming in from the door tall six foot figure in a black cloak that doesn't break stride heads right across the room and into the open doorway that leads down into where the bedrooms are no one acknowledges him and no one really notices uh makes any point of it afterwards he just comes in and goes downstairs like any other uh regular person would but he's the only person to have gone downstairs so far can i make a perception check on borden's reaction sure insight insight check okay Nice. Uh, that would be a crit one. Borden Ooh. is a stone stoic face. Dang it. I would also like to do that, though. All right, allow it. But 
we're having but we're having a uh, Hirak yeah, look look towards us. That is a fifteen. Yeah, Borden doesn't have any reaction. Okay, I still walk up to Borden. Okay. Um, uh, he looks up at you and says, "Well, hey, what's a nice place like you doing in a girl like this?" Cash <laughs> 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 okay, take. <laughs> I I I polite giggle like uh, like you have to do it you have to and, do it you uh, can't say then, that hold on <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> and then I go who is that tall glass of water who walked by he should buy me a glass of water well I'm right here for you baby <laughs> Jeffrey I can't believe you're making me do this <laughs> I'm not here for I'm not here for last week's uh uh last I don't know whatever they eat here regularly. Mutton. Just go with mutton. Insult. Last week's mutton. Ooh. All right. Well, I don't know that stranger, but perhaps uh, we can work something out between you and me. I think I've heard enough of you for tonight. Thank you very much. Keep the cactus juice coming, though. He, without breaking eye contact with you, pulls out a cup, hands it to you, and says, it's on the house. <laughs> why, th- why, why, thank you. My purse is a little light today. I go back and sit down. Well, uh, did you get any information? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) (sighs) So he goes, he, you said he went down to the rooms, right? Yep. All right. I would like to walk up to Borden and say, how much is it for a one night stay? All right. I pull out a little coin purse, rummage around and hand him a gold. and go, is it down? Is it, uh, is it down those stairs over there? Yeah. All right, thank you. For whatever reason, he looks a little dejected. He looks a little dejected. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and I go, thank you very much. I'll see you in the morning. Or maybe even later. Uh, and I walk down the stairs. All right. You guys see Exioc disappear downstairs. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys. So, haha. I would. am going to go and... Listen, like, go up to each door and listen carefully, pressing my my big goblin ears up against the door, taking them out of my hat. As you head down, the sand that kind of makes up the ground gives way into more sandstone, and the rooms here seem to be naturally dug out of the ground, almost like an ant colony, to where there's little rooms uh, every which and way, and there's a natural slope to the ground instead of actual stairs. And it kind of just keeps going down and down further with random rooms sporadically placed into the walls. Not the place you would want to be for a cave-in, but um, still keeps going down and down. And you see like the last of the rooms and then a hallway that continues forward to a uh, wooden door that kind of blocks off the rest that looks different than the rest of the doors that you've passed so far. It's just a heavy wooden door. I will inspect that door with my ear, press up close to it. You do so, and you don't hear anything. I will knock on the door. You hear it echo on the other side, and wait for about a minute or two, and nothing happens. Okay. Can I peek in through the keyhole? You can. It is darkness for about five feet, and then a wall. Oh, it's just a closet. (laughs) I want to open it. Is it locked? It is locked. Dang it. Okay, well, whatever. I'm going to go and listen to, I'm going to walk back and with my ears out of my hat, both of them perked up and listening best I can to listen for any uh, commotion or talking. 
as I walk back up to the perception check. Okay. Uh, that would be a crit one. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Okay. Dang, damn it. Okay, and I'll uh, walk. Some hot rolls tonight. I will go to, I will go to a, a room on the on the right side while walking back towards the step, just like in the middle of the hallway, and I will open the door. Or do I have a key? Did he give me a key for a room, or how does that work? Yeah, key to room seven. Okay, I'll go into room seven. Okay, yeah, it's just a bed. Uh, I would like to, I would like to recon some of myself. Well, not recon. Um, when it gets uh, after I get nothing from that, and I've seen the man walk by, I am going to leave, go to my closet where I know it's safe, drop the disguise, and come back as myself, and go up to board and be like, "Man, I just got totally rejected by this girl." So <laughs> Like I, I I said, what is a pretty thing like, uh, or what is a pretty place like you doing in a girl? I don't know, whatever you said <laughs> to me earlier, I was like, use my best line. That's all I got, man. He kind of just looks at you, trying to figure out what kind of game you're playing, and he says, "Well, I go. I need some cactus juice, man. It's been a hey, long. Hey, for period. my best customer, you got it. Uh, and that's two silver for the cactus juice. Okay." Uh, after seeing the empty room, I will leave the door un- unlocked, Brad, and I'll head back up to the uh, tavern, get a cactus juice, and uh, sit back at the booth. Sure. Two silver for you, too. And you guys just kind of chill there. And you wait for half an hour, an hour. The general feel of the tavern doesn't really change. No exciting new figures come in. Uh, it seems just to be status quo. I, uh, after sitting there for a while, all of a sudden my, uh, feet don't reach the floor anymore. And I go, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make a roll. I was going to say, I'm going to call Toby. Yeah. To you see people kind of like jumping up as a metal platadillo is like walking through the chairs. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, dearie me. I mean, that takes oh, the attention me. off of you so that your disguise, uh, that you dropped is not really seen. I'm going to say to Exarch, so you didn't find anything down there? All the rooms are locked? Do you, are you sure? If I was a big boss man, maybe there's a hidden compartment. Maybe there's something under the stairs. Do you check any of that? I mean, I mean, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. But it might warrant another look. Uh, so I quickly, as the... Okay. So he's like, so I'm, I'm going to go. So as uh, the... The platypus is bumbling around. I'm going to walk quickly toward the stairs. You got it. Um, and this time I'm going to head straight to the last door and I'm going to pick the lock. Making sure making sure no one is uh, behind me. Now, yep, lock pick check. Uh, what's that again? Performance? Well, dexterity plus uh, proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Okay, good. Uh, 17. Click. The heavy door swings open, revealing a 5 by 5 room that has a couple of bags tossed in the corner. Looks like a storage room of some kind. And there's a heavy cloth that is draped along the ground. Can I inspect that heavy cloth more closely? Sure. Uh, you lift it up to find a trap door underneath. Bingo! I, I knew it. Uh, I would like to... Open it up just to crack. Sure. 
You open it up, and there is a ladder leading straight down into darkness past your vision. Okay, at that, I will close it real quickly, and I will uh, pitter-patter back to the stairs, compose myself, walk up slowly, and uh, try and uh, get the attention of a of a Marcus, as he would be sitting, hopefully be able to see me. Sure. And I will just try and give him a look, raise my eyebrows a little bit. I'd like to acknowledge it and be like, oh, wish me luck, good friend. I think I'm being summoned by a member of the uh, passing hand. <laughs> Borden kind of looks at you. Conspicuous. Looks at like me? You're, you said that to Borden, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, Borden oh. looks at you like you're crazy um, and starts to reach under the counter for something. Uh, dang it. Did you just give away our... Well, no, I was trying to be discreet about, like, why would a man with a giant platadillo just leave? Boom. I want to say... Oh, well. Yeah, right. I want to say, uh... You got any advice for me? I I don't know what game you're playing here, but if there's any funny business, you're going to pay for it with your life. You know me, I'm not a man of funny business. I'm a man of science. He just goes back to polishing a glass and shakes his head. Okay, and with that, I would like to, because um, Matt, are you still at the booth facing the wrong way, trying to be hidden? I don't think. I think that if there's like, I can see the reflection off the glass. I think that here, I. I just wanted to make sure that you that it was necessary. Like you are looking the wrong way. Yes, I am looking okay. the wrong way. Okay, I will. Uh, from from my pack of sand. I will pull out a small copper wire and I will uh, discreetly point it in your direction and I will say and you will hear a, and you hear a whisper in your head I found a trap door come down to my room okay and I'm assuming I can whisper And it's back. my yeah and it's my Exioc voice okay um yeah I'm I'm not going to say anything back but I just get up and while the platadillo I'm assuming I I can hear the platadillo bumping into stuff all over the place so i'm gonna go while he's in the room still yeah uh you see that people are like trying to reach down and pick up the platadillo to like remove him from the premises and he's just snapping at them uh and then uh people start kicking him around a little bit and toby kind of like walks around and then walks uh over to the doorway and kind of looks around to see if there's any sort of indication on what he should be doing right now i tell him to uh come on toby you guys see all of the eyes on you and Toby as you walk downstairs, and you don't know what that forebodes for you. You guys continue down uh, as a group, down to the door, through the wooden door, open up the hatch, and look at one another one last time before you descend down into darkness. And that is where we're going to have to end the episode. Oh, <laughs> dang. Mm. We had an hour of of missed opportunity because I didn't peek. I didn't uh, try unlocking the door first time. Oh well. Better. I hope I hope that doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. Oh, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, this is the kind of thing that we will be talking about on our afterburner, which is the after show where we break down and answer questions and discuss reactions and stuff. Get a little bit of insight from me on which way things could have gone. Uh, without major spoilers for the future, of course. Uh, and that is available on our Patreon, uh, which you can access for a measly $5 a month, which Woo-hoo. lets you access all of our Afterburner uh, and extra content. Uh, we'll be putting up an extra podcast on kind of our scope of D&D and 
rules and extra stuff, uh, a lot of cool bonus content uh, that you don't want to be missing out on. That will all be coming soon. But for now, it's the end of the episode, and that means we got some patrons to shout out. Starting, of course, with Make the Manic Pixie, sought out the goatee gentleman of the passing hand. Because pixies are small, she had a hard time getting their attention. So she flew directly into the eye of one of them and demanded they reverse the poor reputation of the fragrant sanctum. How will this play out? Find out next week. Keith, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the captain of the Destune Fire Brigade, as legend says, uh, put out a fire by just staring it into submission. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. After he stopped putting wood into the campfire, it just went out. Good job, wow. Keith. Keep up the good work. And we're back to Joe, the scrawny Goliath. He's been trying out different poses in the mirror to seeing if he's been bulking up. There's a small growth on his left calf. And uh, uh, that's just a mole. Keep working at it, Joe. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> you got it, Joe. Derek, the hooded lifeguard of the Oasis, last fell asleep on the job. He thought no one had seen him and that he was safe. But the next day, he got a note on his chair. And it read, I know your secret. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And there's a black ink hand pressed at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Sophie, the official Destune tour guide, thought long and hard if she should tell anyone about Derek's public misdemeanor. She paced backwards through the town pondering the idea, but ultimately decided not to do anything about it. <laughs> thank you, patrons. It's awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you so it so much. For sure. Mm-hmm, thank you so much. Now, let's see. If Sophie didn't put the note there, who did? <gasps> Is there someone else? <laughs> Oh, that's a that's the a plot really good thickens. Point. The plot thickens. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you check us out on our social medias. Tommy, what are they? Uh, well, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We uh, have a Reddit. Uh, R slash Fire and Dice. Go over there, post some memes. Uh, check out the episode recaps and discussions. And we're also over on Twitter as Fire and Dice Pod. Go ahead and uh, tweet at us and ask us questions, and we'd love to answer them in our uh, afterburner. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. If you want to check out our audio, it's on our Facebook page. We will catch you next week on Fire and Dice. All right. Bye.